Is it summertime already? <laughs> oh gosh, well it seems like a great time to give a gay man some money. You may not know this, but Crisis Twink has a listener support option. If you go to the show notes and click the link, you may be presented with the opportunity to donate a small monthly fee to help support operating costs. It can be as little or as astronomical as you want, but any amount is appreciated. If I could give you a smooch, I would, but I can't. So enjoy these dulcet tones instead, uh, dulcet tones that many have described as akin to a very warm hug. So please donate if you'd like. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. A prodigal son returns today. A fan favorite, the person who has appeared on this podcast the most times is finally back after eight months in the wilderness. Welcome home, Tyler Danucci. Welcome home. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm your massage. <laughs> you are like, what? What's their podcast called? What's the tea? Like, what's the tea? What's the tea? I'm your, I'm your massage. What's your tea? Spill it. Spill it, please. I don't have any tea. I'm oh. so. Tired. I'm like, this is the first day I've had all week where I haven't, and like, I'm I'm using week like Monday through Sunday where I just have had had nothing to do. Yeah. Nice um we never record this podcast on sunday mornings and it definitely has like it feels like morning radio (laughs) people waking up at like four in the morning my god i also realized i bought the ron iced coffee um when i I was at the grocery store the other day to do hot it's really annoying okay people have started buying those big jugs are you like iced coffee jug person now so i like those jugs because um I've always kind of liked them because they're they're just a better deal for how much. Like if I'm gonna go to a fancy coffee shop, like a bougie coffee shop, I'm gonna pay. I don't want to pay, but like I will. I have. I'm not yeah. proud. Of it. I paid six dollars, seven dollars for an iced coffee. Yeah, I don't want to. I did. I, I got something it. called a German chocolate mocha very recently from a coffee shop in my neighborhood. That I I mean I tipped a dollar, but the base price was eight fifty for a large iced coffee with a bunch of coconut syrup in it. <laughs> but it was good, but it, like that's a lot of money for a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of fucking money. But but I um I'm okay with like the like the one thing I really just like will spend money on is store bought or like cafe coffee. Like I I really do like I I'm I have I like bad coffee to me just doesn't taste but no. like, difference between like a like a bad not no offense Starbucks like a and I drink my coffee black yeah so the difference between like a bad black iced coffee from Starbucks and a good smooth iced coffee from like even like one of those like Stoke uh, like Stoke brands from like uh, the grocery store is yeah night and day and so I just and like I will pay like six dollars for a jug of iced coffee that like would that I can get a lot out of compared to like one of those like little like you know cafe drinks 
Yeah, that seems like an economically sound investment. One that I probably will not make. But this isn't the Susie Orman show. This is this is this is not the Susie Orman. This is a crisis point. Susie Orman has been called a crisis point once or twice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's a very um a twinkish lesbian. She's definitely the twink. She's definitely that like you know those TikToks where it's like twinks or lesbians who thought they were making out with either another lesbian or another twink and it turns out they were like crossing the streams like accidental heterosexuality <laughs> I, think, I think i think Susie orman's been there before i i just like she's what my granddad would refer to as a handsome woman like <laughs> she just she has a very like sensible haircut like no is- nonsense is Susie Orman the only good person that Oprah's ever given us? I want you to think about that. Okay. Well, because obviously Dr. Oz is like the real issue here right now. We also have Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, that guy who lied about a million little pieces. A million little pieces. Uh, yeah, maybe so, actually. So, maybe so. What about Ayanla? Ayanna, it'll fix my life. Fix my life. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. I mean, she's kind of an emotional terrorist, but like fixing lives. She's fixing lives. I don't know her last name. I always just call her Ayanna. Fix my life. Like I I need a. I I have no idea what her last name is. Yeah. (laughs) Who is there? Was a cook too. I feel like it was like not Rachel Rachel Ray. Maybe it was Rachel Ray. Oprah Cook. I can't. Okay, that was too. To oh, Art Smith is his name. He's the he was her personal chef, and he went on the show a bunch in the nineties, and then he became George Bush's White House chef. Okay, not helping our case. Oprah, <laughs> I've heard he's on Top Chef or not Top Chef. He's on um Chopped a lot, and that's how I know him from Chopped. Yeah. Okay. And he's just this like gay daddy bear with like a southern twang. Biscuits and gravy. That's his vibe. Southern, it's kind of fun. I, I think gay Southern accents are the funniest accent. And I'm hearing a lot more now. Um, yeah. As a gay in the South. Hey, y'all. And there's something <laughs> so funny about, like, the combination. I don't know why. Of course, this is probably, like, very problematic that I'm making fun of people's voices. I'm not. I it's, think it's, I think it's, I think it's endearing. No, but, it's so endearing. Like, there's this group of gays on TikTok who, like, every Saturday just post a video of them going to, like, whatever, like, brunch spot. And they're all named, like, Tanner and, like, Topper and, you know, these, like, su- like crazy Southern, right. Southern gay names. And what, they're always, like, we're getting a Tanner teeny, which is Southern <laughs> comfort, lemonade and a twist of maraschino cherry and, like, martini glass. And I'm, like, that's literally what people would drink in college. You're just putting it in a glass and you're having sushi brunch at 11 a.m. Yeah. on a Saturday. Where, where <laughs> like, uh, somewhere in North Carolina. I think, like, greensboro okay. area, which is no offense to Greensboro, and I'm saying this with love as, like, a former North Carolinian, like, uh, kind of no man's land. Tough to be gay, so I'm glad that they have their yeah. little rituals to, like... That where, is that where High Point is? Uh, yes. It's close. It was, yeah, like, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's where Elon is. It is oh. close to High Point, though. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you're not, not that far off. It's mostly known for being, like, the like a basketball town like the the ncaa tournament march madness has like elon's Elon's such a good school too so like yeah (laughs) yeah no i like they're they're the campus is really pretty but like it's actually okay this is a really good um segue into our first game actually yeah yeah, yeah, so 
we're going to play Ring the Alarm, aka the formerly the segment formerly known as Go Call the Governor. I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not the alarm needs to be rung. No wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Are you ringing the alarm or not? Great. You ready? Okay. Uh, Bammer Rush Talk 2022. Are you ringing the alarm? Um, wait, do we want to ring the alarm or do we not want to ring the alarm? You're playing the game. Um, I mean, I'm ringing the context here. The first and only time I think I will ever be in the New York Times was for Alabama Rush TikTok 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, where one of my tweets about this is the only time I've ever gone viral on TikTok was a tweet about Bama Rush. Um, I have not opened TikTok in s- probably six or seven months. Um, not out of lack of love for the platform or like some sort of like I don't like that the China like the Chinese government can have all my information. Mm-hmm. They have it. They yeah. have it. They have it. Like, like I think I think just like. She is like President She is just like looking at my like he probably has my notes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I think I want to ring the alarm a little bit on this, and this is coming from a little bit of like what I witnessed last year on Alabama TikTok, and I have not been on it this year. I don't here's my I don't I don't know if any of um anyone from Alabama is listening to Crisis Twink. We have a dedicated following in Birmingham and that's about it. So no Tuscaloosa, no nothing. So Um, I would say if anyone knows like a Sherilyn or like a, a, you know, who's, who's, who's thinking about going, I would say, tell them don't put anything on TikTok for Rush. Yeah. Um, And here's why. Um, There's no upside. There's only downside. Um, the something I noticed last year was that the more popular these girls got for us, like as viewers, the less likely it was they actually ended up in a sorority. And I think for a lot of people outside of it, they're like, that's like, you seem great. How is that possible? But the thing about Rush is it's terrible. And it's oh, awful. so bad. It's mean. Um, Southern Rush is one of the why I, the fact that you you rush your freshman year your first week should be illegal oh like, like you start a sorority before you start classes right. like that's crazy insane yeah. and there's no there's absolutely no way that you can under like i i understand they start recruitment like your senior year of high school it's nuts yeah. um absolutely no way that your social life should be that de- should be dedicated around this so what i would say to anyone about this is what's the upside of going and put and putting something on TikTok about about Rush. Now let's say like you really do want to get into a sorority and like I, I was in a fraternity, but like sort of out of necessity to have a social life in college. So like I under and like I don't think fraternities and sororities are good. No. Good. However, no. I understand that if you're doing this, you want to have a social life. And I, I I and I don't think you should make a moral stand about this. Like and like maybe like really hurt like cut yourself off from having like at least a good experience in undergrad. So what I would say to that is if you're going to go through this, don't post anything. Um, there's the only upside is that you go vi- like, there's no, yeah. the bad, the bad thing is you go viral and these girls think you're weird and they start going and they start picking you apart more than they would one of the other girls. Right. Yeah. It's like when um when Addison Ray was at LSU, like she got blacklisted from a bunch of sororities because like of her whole TikTok thing. They were like, we don't want this like 
attention or whatever. And like, I don't know. It's a, it is all very weird. I will say like this year's crop of videos has mostly, at least like in my algorithm, focused on like the sororities themselves doing the marketing rather. Like it's all these like, like a sea of white women They're in front of like this, these like ancient sorority houses doing like, um, like little TikTok dances and stuff. And like baseline, they all have 60,000 likes. It's crazy. And like, it's so, it's such a bad, like having gone through it, like at a school, it's like, I did not go to a Southern school, but I went to a school mm -hmm. with a very, very big Greek life. I I think it was like, I want to say like 40, 50% of the students. Yeah. Greek. And a lot, of, there was also athletes like who couldn't rush, who made that, like push that number of, of, sort of athletes athletes sort of operate as their own fraternity or sorority anyways if you can't yeah. rush it's it's so bad it's no, so, it, and especially in the south because the south also has this like both socioeconomic and racial element to it yeah that like you can kind of see in the sort of like un like very obviously up front but i don't think it's like it, it's bad it's really bad no it's like I had I mean I was in a fraternity in the south at a school that was 80 percent Greek and it was like not nearly as crazy as a school like I don't know UNC or like Florida like it, it, it is a system that is at its most like concentrated worst in like these videos that we're seeing I mean, as like these like cute like look at these southern girls go <laughs> less than a decade ago i don't like the university of alabama like had like their president basically had to order them to end race discrimination yeah like this is not like this is not like a we're not talking about like the 19 like 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s aughts we're talking like 2010s no right? i like the fraternity i was in like their national like um diversity and inclusion training was only developed in 2012 yeah. for a national fraternity like that's insane like it just wasn't a priority for any like actively like discriminatory prior to that like it's crazy uh, it's i had to go i ended up i ended up having to go to this um conference for my fraternity once mostly because i it's a long story i didn't want to go and basically yeah guy at the conference the keynote speaker basically yell it was right when obamacare was about to pass and yelled at us about how evil congress was for doing this and we all just had to sit there in silence mm -hmm. um tough. really weird shit um, <laughs> really really weird shit so i guess i'm ringing the alarm but i want to ring the alarm like paul revere is ringing the alarm to like warn these girls just to be a little bit careful yeah about about sort of what they put out there in order to get and just to protect themselves i'm not saying that like i think not to say like i, I think you just got to protect yourselves in these situations yeah. you want to go through this process 100 um okay speaking of something we talked about earlier lesbian twinks and tiktok micro celebrity uh amanda stenberg takes on the new york times <laughs> are you ringing the alarm i I, so like, can you, I, so I've been so busy this week. But yeah, like, thank I've God. Been, I'm, in, I'm in a group chat where they've been talking about this and I've only heard it through, like, 
I, I only try, I'm trying to understand the story based off them talking about it, but I haven't really been able to get the full picture. Okay, I will give you a, as brief a rundown as I'm able to give. So Amanda Stenberg is in this new movie, Bodies, 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 the A24 slasher comedy. I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it this week. No spoilers. Um, she she's talked a lot in the past about how she feels like objectified for her body. And she's always been under an intense amount of scrutiny ever since she got a barrage of racist insults when she got cast as a Rue in the Hunger Games. So the New York Times publishes a review by a project manager who doesn't usually write for the film section named Lena Wilson. who has built up a TikTok following of her own about just being like a lesbian in New York. What a unique perspective. And like talking about her like writing for the times and like making it seem like this cutesy, like look at me go, like just a girl in a newsroom. So she writes this review that's like that, the line in question that everyone was kind of sort of up in arms about was that it is uh, 95% an ad for cleavage right which feels like a very like retrograde thing to say in the first place and like from what i can tell like not true not at just all. from the That's trailer at all what the movie is i i know i only i i didn't want to re- i don't like reading reviews for horror movies i like just looking at the rotten tomato score and like going from there um or the metacritic score and it i got good reviews so i and i had seen the trailer so i wanted to go see it i don't that was not at all my takeaway from the movie yeah. Now, I, I, like, it, it it doesn't seem very well-founded, and, like, there are a lot, all, these are, like, pretty girls in a house in, like, swimwear, because there's a pool. Like, I think it's, like, pretty normal for women to have, and not, uh, not all, not all women, but, like, I think it's pretty normal for women to have boobs in, like, whatever, show them. I, 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 I don't know. This felt I, weird. I, I, I would say the vast majority of women do have boobs. Yes. Like, just statistically speaking. So Amanda DMs this woman on Instagram and is like, um, I really enjoyed your review. Maybe if you hadn't been looking at my boobs the whole time, you would have enjoyed the movie more. Which I read, I like Amanda's like historically a little messy, but I read this as like a joke or even borderline flirtation. I've, and then I would say, by the way. Yeah. It's it, it felt like cute and silly. Oh, like and, not- and, oh, okay. And this is why she's being accused of being anti-gay. Yes, that's why she's being accused of being anti-gay. Because Lena Wilson turned it into like her response was like, um, wow, I usually really enjoy your work, but not anymore. Uh, have a nice day. And she blocks her. So Amanda. And then she posts this to Twitter, which is the big problem. Like, she, like this could have just been, like, something for the group chat. But, like, it became this whole thing. Amanda issues, like, not really an apology video, but she's like, I really did not mean this as, like, anything but a joke. I'm not bothered by this. I hope she's not bothered by and this. So Lena, so Lena Wilson was the person that posted this to Twitter. Yes. Uh, and then Amanda had a response video and lena wilson for the past like two days has been doing a series of increasingly dorky tiktoks being like this woman has way more social power than me i felt violated i felt like hate crimed i felt like i was a victim of homophobic abuse when like you're literally talking to like a black pansexual non-binary person i am i am what alarms do i have 
around me right now that I can prep. Like, okay, first of all, I never want to hear like the whole movie. And maybe if if Lena had been paying attention to the movie, she would have realized that what she was like, what the, I mean, again, I'm now <laughs> acting like an expert for something, a, a video that I haven't watched. So tell me if I'm wrong here. The, and I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but like, I think this is pretty apparent from the trailers. Yeah. One of the big themes of the movie is the way that Gen Z re- like weaponizes the rhetoric of both trauma, social justice, and also mental health to hide the, to sort of behind their, to sort of like you behind their own narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I think fascinating. I think the T words should be outlawed. Yeah. I think trauma now means nothing. Um, I think um, violence means nothing. Now you you've ruined those words. Yeah, thank like, you very much. Um, so I, I you, complaining about Amanda Stelberg, I did, Amanda Stenberg. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, DMing you, like, keep it in the group chat. Yeah, group I agree. Just for a reason. In general, in life. If you want to tweet something that isn't just a joke about like something happening in the world, do your do a check. Be like, is this for is this for Twitter or is this for the GC? Yeah. Most of the times, it's probably for the GC. Yeah. You don't need to, like, and like, I it is messy to sort of to sort of dm the- oh yeah i i think there should be a like don't dm journalists when you're celebrities and vice versa like that's like like keep I, it there that's a boundary for a reason i think you you and like i think like that's a really low blow for the movie and the review but you gotta roll with that like that's part about being an artist is you kind of like not everyone's gonna like your art yeah even if you're proud of it not everyone's gonna like it yeah so you have to kind of roll with the punches and it can be really hard I'm not saying that's an easy thing. And especially coming off the Rue situation, I understand why she's a little, uh, probably like maybe on edge about that perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. And I would not have recommended her to make that decision. No. However, um, one, she's fantastic in the movie. Just, I want to yeah. like- No, she, uh, Amanda Steinberg is always very good in things. Um, that is not, and like the fact that she even did an apology video is like she did not like I don't no. think like that was above and beyond what she needed to do. Um, that's weird to tweet it, and that's weird to go on TikTok and then keep going. She's still going. She was going as of last night, like two full days after this happened. She's still making videos about it. Here's if you okay. And I'm not an expert in this situation. I could be wrong because I haven't seen any of these videos. What's her name? Lena Wilson. Wilson. If you're listening to this and you're Lena Wilson's friend, I need you to text her right now and tell her to stop this. And this is a bad idea. Yeah. Where if you're a friend, you gotta, you, you have to, you, you, you gotta help your friend out here. Make a poor, like stop making poor decisions. It just, it's a series of unforced errors. Like, I, I don't know why, like, the optics of the situation, you just look at the optics and they're so bad, and, like, doubling down so much is, like... Also, it's not homophobic. It's not No, homophobic. it's not homophobic. In the world is that homophobic. <laughs> half, like, honestly, like, half of my tweets, like, half of my text or group chats are about how, like, 
about like gay, like homosexuality might be a mental illness because we're all. Oh, yeah. And we'll be talking about that in the emergency a little bit today. (laughs) So, yeah, like I just, I just, in this combo of like therapy speak and TikTok as a plot, like TikTok should not be a platform for you to be anything but like silly, stupid, doing a little dance or like making like a fan cam mashup of like. I don't know, Marie Curie over Radioactive by Marina and the Diamonds. Like that's, that's what TikTok is for. This is not, it's not for you to get on your soapbox and be aggrieved. Are you watching Canada's Drag Race, by the way? No, no, no spinoffs. I'm taking a break from Drag Race right someone, now. Like I someone, need to. Someone does Marie Curie during Snatch Game and throughout the Snatch Game, mm-hmm. I'm starting to lose both like her hair, her teeth, her eyes. As, um, as the snatch game goes on and it's really funny <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> like like when the snatch game starts she has like a green light somewhere in her ch- like probably like hidden her chest <laughs> it's like that, up it's so funny that is um <laughs> that is a wild idea i do that that makes me want to watch a snatch game i like had it such was, a tough time with Canada's Drag Race last season, was, but like I haven't done it. This I year did yet. not like. I did not like season two of, of Canada's Drag. Is Race season now. three worth it? Um, it's better. Okay, it's better because there is one drag queen who's such a good villain. She's such a good villain. Oh, is this some um, Miss Fearsalicious? Miss Fearsalicious, Miss Fearsalicious, which is objectively the worst name of anyone that's ever been on Drag Race. It's crazy because I know there's another queen on this season named Irma Gerd, and I do think Miss Fearsalicious is worse. There. The collection of names on Canada's Drag Race this season is legitimately the worst group of drag names I have ever seen. Um, that being said, Miss Fearsalicious is a very good villain. Yeah. Um, like, she seems fun. She's a young twink. Like, they'll get there, you know? And she seems mm-hmm. like she, she seems like she means well, but, like, is such a good villain. And um, We need more messy twinks on Drag Race. We haven't had that in years. We like, haven't. Like and the good thing about twinks, um, yeah, twinks, yeah. What about like I? The reason they make good TV is because I don't think they have the maturity to understand <laughs> that when they go on. You know, like when Drag Race started and like season two was such a mess, none of them realized what this was going to be. So they were all bar queens, basically like fighting, like it's like. 1am at Mickey's yeah. right like that is like like Mystique Madison Summers and and um and Morgan McMichael yeah. going at it is two bar queens at Mickey's at one in the morning yeah and now when you go on drag race anyone who's over the age of 25 kind of is pretty much like I know that if I act messy the fans are gonna tell me to kill myself yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm not gonna do that um and I'm and and so there is something, it's like out of rush TikTok. There is something kind of fun about watching someone who doesn't have that point of view yet and can give you kind of the messy moments that like, it's the things that we like remember, like the few moments of actual fights of like Tamisha versus- Yeah, um, Candy. Two people over the age of 25 to be yes. clear. <laughs> um, and I, like, or like Aiden Zane versus Britta. Aiden Zane- Aiden Zane versus everyone in that yeah. moment, except for Heidi in Closet. Like, I think those moments were like, it's a real fight. And it feels like old drag race. 
And there is something very fun about watching Miss Fierce Delicious, just like, <laughs> kind of just like, like have no filter and not understand that what she's saying is probably not a great idea. And she seems, she's, I'm sure she's fine. She seems nice. She yeah, sense. like the fan response seems really good. Like the only context I've ever seen your Miss Fierce Delicious is this is the TikTok episode today. She's on, like, people love her on TikTok. Like, fan oh. cams everywhere. Like, she's, like, instant icon status. So I need, I need, I, need, I will watch. Worst, I just, like... The worst name of anyone ever. But it's, it circles back into being perfect. It's <laughs> Fierce Delicious. <laughs> I, I actually think Crystal Versace might be the name that pisses me off the most. Oh, yeah, I hate that. There's no point of view there. It is pretty... Something pretty and brand. That's it's it. it's like if you asked someone who had no idea what drag was yes. to just come up with a name. It's that's what it would be. Versace. Yeah, not um, good. Okay, okay, we have one more topic. It's a quick fire topic. Um, on this headline from the New York Post from this morning. Jennifer Garner shops at Sam's Club as ex Ben Affleck marries Jennifer Lopez again. <laughs> the rudest headline it's of so the month. Rude. <laughs> it's so, so rude. rude. Also, one. Okay, so she likes a deal. Okay, yeah. like let's, let's good leave, for her. Let's leave Jennifer Aniston alone. That is, she's a West Virginia girl at heart. We support that. Love the deal. I do love, like, I will always love tabloid headlines that always have, like, the structure of celebrity does blank amidst blank that has nothing to do with what they were doing. Like, 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 Cheryl Cole grabs milk at the grocery store amidst the eruption of Krakatoa (laughs) halfway across the world. It is like, like, it's just, it's bananas that people do this. Okay, justice for Jennifer. Justice for Jennifer. Um, Okay, we do have to take a quick break and get into the topic, but we will be right back. And we are back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency Tyler, what are you rushing to the ER today? Um, well, speaking of messy twinks, um, I I want to talk about the walkers. And by I mean the walkers, I mean both Christian Walker and Herschel Walker. Um, <sighs> what a topic. <laughs> like, there, there is a, this is a, 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 a tough, tough topic, but one that we really need to get into so for people who do not know who christian walker is can you please explain christian walker is um this um who is who has gone viral for basically sitting in his car he's a conservative twink he's He's a black gay conservative twink. very important to note that these are all these are all important and there's there's a little more like who basically sits in his car and yells about liberals um, and um, while he's order, ordering his Starbucks. And he's, it, it he lives in, he lives in WeHo. Um, he just, he graduated. As of recently, as of he recently, moved, he's, he's now moved. Um, yeah. And he, this might surprise people who are listening. Um, he doesn't have a very firm grasp of policy 
Um, it's kind of just vibes. And mm-hmm. he um he he like he'll be like he, I mean like my favorite favorite Christian Walken video is like where he's like in his car, he's like, I like I like conservative men because they're strong and sexy and ooh, versus these liberal men who are weak. And then he's like, Can I get a frappuccino to like his it is very important to note that he is always in a Starbucks drive-thru. Always, <laughs> always in a Starbucks drive-thru. And there is I think it, I, I'm up two minds when it comes to Christian Walker, sort of like sometimes it's camp and it's sort of funny, mm-hmm. right? Don't take it seriously. But I want to put a, I want to, before you all yell at me, I want you to say what I, there's an asterisk that I just be clear. Like it is sort of, if you don't have a lot of context or you don't care a lot, him, and sometimes I feel that way. When he when his Starbucks order is wrong, he goes, "A liberal must have made this." Yeah, it's kind of funny. It is okay. No, it, yes, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. It is very funny. I find myself in my daily life being like, "Look, I'm a pink-haired liberal." <laughs> so I, often, like, so quotable. I, 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 he's so quotable, and I think something that like my one of my issues from the left is like I think people should be okay just laughing a little bit more. Like this is yeah. like he is. He is funny. We don't need to pretend like he's not funny. No, and and like in the grand scheme of things, he is not like he's not going to be influential. Like he is a niche micro celebrity who like has this kind of like ironic cult following right. for it. And it is it is camp. Like it is camp. It is. Camp. It is yeah. Camp. I'm gonna. But now I'm gonna like go to the asterisks here. Like I'm like. What you just said is like he won't have like what you say he won't have any influence um unless he gets like someone was saying that he should be on the view which like i would love to see that but like if you were on the view that would be like probably bad or i start to get and for those of you not followers of um like like specific senate races who are following this you might not be because you're normal um christian walker also has a father um yes, as many of us do Many of us do. Christian Walker's father is this man named Herschel Walker. Um, and if you are a college sports fan, you probably know about Herschel Walker. Um, played at UGA. Um, very, very. He 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 was he, he was an amazing football player. Um, he is very close with Donald Trump, um, and he is Donald Trump um, recruited him to run for the Georgia Senate race against- um, Raphael Warnock. Raphael, uh, Raphael Warnock, yeah. yeah. Um, and he is the nominee now because once he got Trump's endorsement, um, he pretty much, he, uh, he, he, he won, I think he won the, he won by a lot. Yeah, and um, it, it, he's, he's a very, primary. very he's famous- a, a primary bad boy. And he's very famous. In yeah, like, and, and like he was a big NFL guy too. Like he is, he is like was from the same generation that like oj simpson was playing like oh. maybe a little after that but like he was like a big 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 deal like i i don't know like what the equivalent in today's like athlete terms is he's like on the level of like kevin durant almost yeah i think i think that's like a fair i i think that's fair um yeah. he is um the problem with herschel walker where things start to get serious is that um, 
Hirsch, I, I'm gonna, can I, can I, is it all right if I play a clip just so to, to like get the, so we can maybe, uh, it's a Yeah, play a clip, clip if I, I, I have no licensing issues here. So go, go ahead. Let me turn my volume up and hope it works. Yeah. If not, I can try to edit it in and post, but we'll, I've never done that before. So this we'll is Herschel Walker talking about Kamala Harris. And I want to just point out, there is no other context that you need for this. This is the full clip. Yeah. This, it is literally just talking about Kamala Harris. There's no tricky editing here. This is what it is. Well, we're like, why don't you get the best person why for the get job? The best person? Because if you get someone that's not ready, it's going to make the whole everybody look bad. But now she may say that she's not black now. She may be somebody else today. That's the problem we have is we don't know what people are doing today. And her job was the border. And she, she hasn't even been there. She, she hasn't even been, been there. there. Could but, you imagine having she, a job and not showing up? She complained about it. And yeah. she said, it's the white men that the reason I'm doing this yeah. because they're, they're against me. It's not the white men that you're not doing your job. Yeah. So it is amazing that the left continue to call everyone else on the right racist, but they're the one who's talking about racism. And I said, if you want to get it, if quit, quit talking about it. Yeah. They, Let us they know don't that want that. American. They don't. It's incoherent. None of those words made sense. Um, technically, it is in English. Yeah. Um, Herschel, like, so here's here's why I think the Christian Walker thing is a little serious. And this is kind of, I'm obviously a very partisan, both Democrat and progressive. Yeah. At the same, like, I, people like Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona, is an insane woman. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that Carrie Lake can tie her own shoes. Yeah. I have, like, I... I'm getting extremely uncomfortable with the fact that Herschel Walker, who clearly suffers from CTE, whose brain does not work, is very close to being to the United States Senate. It's actually, it's, it's, and it's, it's, to me, it's a little more serious than, than like, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that could, like, I don't think Dr. Oz is a very good person. I think Dr. Oz can, can like, I, I think Dr. Oz can probably like like read a balance sheet. Or yeah, whatever. he's like a more credible political candidate than this person who clearly like does not really have an understanding of the political system or like a semblance of um, a logical train of thought. And I think that's like, I think what's, what is making me really, fr- like what is sort of scary is that um, he could win. And it's really frustrating. Yeah. Raphael Warnock is probably one of, to me, one of the most impressive people in the United States Senate. If you don't know who he is, um, he's uh, he's the current um, he's the current um, uh, minister at um, MLK's church. Um, he like he's you know he's a reverend. He is extreme. He is brilliant. He the like the way he talks like is just you don't hear someone in politics talk with kind of that like southern pastor sort of like moral like yeah. like like moral like a uh, truth that he yeah like, the way he says it is both inspiring and also like just p- correct but also feels inspiring the way he makes he makes everything feel that way he's a wonderful orator with a very clear understanding of politics and he I, was a great candidate when he ran a few years ago and he's a great candidate now um but it's gonna be you know historically in when your president has when a party's president has the uh the president when a party owns the presidency they usually lose seats in the midterms that's yeah you've seen that all that's not a 
It's not a Joe Biden thing. That's not a Donald Trump thing. That's not an Obama thing. That's like, it's happened since like World War II, if not earlier. So like, what's frustrating to me and what I get sort of like scared about the Christian Walker thing is like, Christian Walker is, could go from niche, like TikTok celebrity to son of a son of senator. a senator. Mm-hmm. And son of a senator is someone much more likely to get on the view to me. Um, yeah, that that's that's certainly true. Like it it's this is kind of where like no policy just vibes is a really good way to explain all. It's it's these like ironic appreciations for conservative influencers and like being like look at this clown go like you're still platforming the clown i like, struggle with this a lot i also yeah. want to i also like i think it's also important to note that herschel walker um once tried to threaten to shoot his wife and put a gun to her head um yeah. and like said he was gonna kill her um everything about this person he is not a good person he knows no. nothing about policy he's a domestic abuser his brain does not work like that is not even like to do with like conservative or liberal his brain just doesn't work very well um yeah. and i think with christian something i i it is it is one of those things when you give attention to these people i it's different with trump because there's no way you cannot pay attention to him because he was the president right so it's not like like in general people usually pay attention to things that ex-presidents and presidents do like i think there's there's definitely like this progressive strain of thought of like well just don't give him attention it's like well that's impossible so like let's move on from that um christian walker is not someone who it's the same way where like people quote tweeting marjorie taylor green and you're like every time you do this you just you're, you're just amplifying her um i have like and it might be it might be fun it might make you feel good because she's obviously also her brain doesn't work yeah it's not good no it's not it's not good like it's just it's it's like any i mean this is such an old adage but like any publicity is good publicity at the end of the day like somehow we keep forgetting that and like i i mean it's it's like you can like vote out these idiots like that's doable and sometimes they win. That's the thing. Like sometimes, yeah. and the, and so that's the thing about Christian is that it's not just Christian. It's also hit the context of his dad. If Christian was just Christian, I don't like, I wouldn't care as much, but the fact that like, it's not like if his father is such a de- deplorable, um, is such a bad word I shouldn't use. It's such a bad person that it, but if he does win, I, f- I feel like Christian's platform is just going to get a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, and I would say, and like, he is, it, it, he's doing a bit. He's like, all Christian's doing, it's this bit. I don't know if you've seen it, but Bob the Drag Queen did an hour long interview with Christian Walker. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. What did they talk about? Everything. Wow. Um, and the two things become clear really, really early. The first one that becomes clear is that Christian, this is all, it's a facade. Like he's doing, he's doing drag. Basically. Yeah. He's doing a character. Uh, and the character is Christian Walker on TikTok. Uh, when he starts talking to, when he starts talking to Bob, there's no like, you blue haired liberals, you, you know, BLM. Like he doesn't do any of that. He like yeah. definitely like goes back into like, or talking like a real person. 
Um, and he doesn't, and you also get the sense that he really just wants his dad to love him. Yeah. Said, um, but it is like an undercurrent there with like, you don't really have very, like you're like, he's not like Christian Walker is not a policy expert. And Bob is like, Bob is extremely smart and going through all these like, and they kind of get it and they don't get into it, but it's, it's a really interesting interview. Um, Cause Christian's reflex is that anything on the left is bad. Anything conservative is good. And to be clear, there's lots of people in the world on both, like, in the country on both sides of the divide who don't have a very grasp on policy who's sort yeah of like, and we'll talk about that in a second but yeah, yeah. They, like self-sort themselves and that's sort of how they think which is like that's just how that's kind of how people like work um their brains they look for heuristics um uh i i just he's doing a bit and it's just funny anymore it's not being funny it's it's not funny to me yeah, when there are like more stakes on the line, like it is, it is really hard to take it as entertainment. Like, even though, like, yes, like some of it is funny, like the the election is like foregrounding the actual impact behind all this. Like, right. Right. and you know, we've like the platform is there now. Like, he's not, it's not gonna be taken away. Um, but it is like we got here and it took like i i think a few, back to a few weeks ago when like so he was at the sunset and willoughby starbucks in the drive-thru okay and he ran into kalani the r&b singer kalani and kalani told the barista not to serve christian because their car was like in line ahead of christian and they were like He's a trumper. He's a bigot. Don't serve him. And then Christian gets out of the car and is like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, don't do it. And Kelani is just sitting there being like smiling and being like, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered by this. But like Christian is like having a shit fit. And you, it, I was like, oh yeah, like this guy shouldn't be like, like it, it took, this fight is like unhinged A and B. Like if Kalani knows that like, this guy shouldn't be given any sort of attention and maybe not even iced coffee, then like what what example do we have for all this? Like I, I also want to say that like Christian doesn't have to live in Los Angeles. Well he, he doesn't anymore. That's he's moved to Florida. Right. Good. Yeah. Um good. Perfect. Um the um I will say though like I don't I hesitate to call it the like far, far left because like I don't think they're even there anymore. But like that faction of like dime square like the red scare kind of podcast people like that that scene and i'm not necessarily naming names here but like that kind of general vibe like they're moving into this almost like techno fascist meets catholic traditionalism aesthetic right now that is literally the epitome of like no policy just vibes did you see and that happen that like it's it's happening on both like and i i don't sides, think it's but... so, i don't i think it's i i think it's both much more prevalent on the right um but also on the far like on the red scare type people i don't did you see that tweet um so i don't know if people don't know if you're if you're um there's this um the prime minister of finland is one of the youngest prime ministers in the mm -hmm. world, like heads of government in the world 
Um, and she is like 32, 34, maybe. And she like, she goes out like, and, and like, there was a video that went viral of her the other day of her with like some DJs and just like having like a good time. Mm -hmm. um, she like Fox News thought she was doing coke. Apparently, she wasn't doing coke. Um, and, no. And the like the like the opposition in um, in uh, Finland is like pushing her to get a drug test. And it is one of those things where like there's a a strain on the left of like anti like that is certain sort of since the Ukraine war started um, that has sort of like reflexively taken Russia's side because they view sort of like the idea that everything America does nationally is bad, which on the whole, if you average it, probably true. Probably true, yeah. But like also needs nuance, right? And so I've been seeing, there was this tweet that went viral yesterday and I wanna actually read the copy of the tweet because it's so unhinged. Um, and it's from this guy who's based, who has a, who's like not, he's not on oh, yeah. Like a, he has like a Red Scare like like podcast, and he does a lot about how um, his name is Alex Rubenstein. And he does a lot of um, he's he calls himself an investigative reporter, and he does a lot of like 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 Ukraine's actually the enemy type you know type type stuff. It's not like it's not like Russia is good, but like because he can't say that, but he is saying that like Ukraine is bad, right? And Ukraine is like has more Nazis than you think, and all all this stuff that requires some sort of nuance to it that he, he does just doesn't give. Um, and I'm not saying that the, all of the, anyways, to get into it. He, yeah. There's a video of Santa and her friends, like just, you know, making selfies, being silly. I love this video because it reminded, <laughs> it was like college, which is maybe not like. It was the best, it, it maybe not the best thing to be like a sitting prime minister of a country and doing that, but like on video, but like it was cute, innocuous fun. It was like a girls getting ready montage. Yeah. And he tweets, this is the, the stuff of nightmares for me. These uh, are the people I used to avoid even being around, let alone partying with in high school and college. I never understood how people considered this kind of, quote, party fun. I'm sure they'll fit right in at NATO. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, between this and the Lena Wilson stuff, like, this was a big week for dorks. Like, there, there, what? There's, there's this response that is just like, someone says, I just proposed to my fiance in a train station and even I think you're a total nerd, which is yeah. probably one of like the, and, and I used I, to go to camp with that guy, by the way, <laughs> fun. He won Teen Jeopardy um, or College like Jeopardy. So, which is like such a good burn. Yeah. There, there is this idea of like, that isn't policy. That's just, you're taking your baggage from high school, applying it to the cool kids, which I guess is NATO. Um, and like reflexively then taking this opinion of like, of, of, of taking it's just vibes it's vibes yeah cool kids are nato and i'm not a cool kid so fuck you and so i'm gonna say but like now the stakes are i'm gonna write about why ukraine is actually full of nazis and so that's there are when you <sighs> only go off vibes you start to do insane shit yeah yeah that's objectively an insane thing to say it is and it's like it's just contrarianism for the sake of contrarianism because like you see that these ideas are not being like propagated as much so there's like a vacuum to be filled by someone who's willing to just like debase themselves ideologically and say the stupidest shit on earth to get a platform because like no one's else is being platformed in that space so why not 
why not you you know stupid and, and it is like it like it does make me a little like i i do think those the sort of red scare type people are are in the wilderness a bit since one joe biden won which is their whole theory was that he would not be able to and two that um since the war in ukraine um i think those two things taken together have sort of put that sort of like well, dirtbag left as they like to call themselves like oh, in yeah. like to be fair though like the red scared girls are not like pro putin no, like, they're both not. like the ki- they're both like children of um ex-soviet emigres who are like yeah that, but like that the, like i get i get what you're saying yeah like that, that I, I, ideology I, I, feels purposeless or there's yeah. a sense of purposelessness to it because there's no like all their presuppositions have not come true and like biden's not a great president but like he's not like trump like there's no like punching bag anymore right for like yeah and like the and it's because i think their theory that they like to talk about the last like since and i as someone who voted for bernie in the 2020 primary like yeah not their theory was if you if you nominate a moderate lib shitbag, they won't they'll just lose to Trump. Didn't yeah, happen, right. That just didn't happen. And then so I think that's that has sort of put them in the wilderness because like, and there's was, no real vacuum that like there's no real totem for that ideology now right. because so who, Bur- the shine is off Bernie. Like right. he's and old. So like, he's old. Um, like so who they so don't I, like AOC. So and, and ever since the Ukraine war. I think that's also complicated things with like, because American, like American internationalism is like usually that like you can rally against because like it usually generally is not a good thing. But in this case, the other thing is that like, if you're, they've also developed like this anti-anti-US ideology, sort of the same way Glenn Greenwald is very anti-anti-Trump. Like he'll never say he's pro-Trump, but he's anti the people who are anti-Trump. Yeah. Makes him like, do the insane shit that he does. And I think um, you don't always have to, my big takeaway from this is you don't always have to like sympathize with people, the enemies of people you don't like. Sometimes it's really that simple. And like, you'll save yourself a lot of ideological contortions in order to like, and you'll just, it'll be better. Yeah. And it's more like intellectually honest too. Yeah. Like, sticking, like, you'd be hard-pressed to, like, you know, take Glenn Greenwald as an example. Like, his ideology is all over the place right now. Like, you can't really, like, pinpoint him down. And, I like, I'm sure he would say, like, oh, that's just the messiness of the human mind or whatever. Because he's, like, a fucking idiot these days. But, like, I, I, I just, you need to, I mean, like, have some sort of coherent through line if you are positing yourself in this, like, position of punditry. Like, hundred, you have to have, like, an ideological brand. Yes. Um, I think um, Gungnarol's brand is um, he makes millions of dollars from his substack, and his substack is being driven by people, like, when he goes on Tucker, his substack followings go up or go. He's sort of now, I think that's why, like, there's also, I don't think he, psychologically, I don't think he's able to admit that's what he's doing. Yeah. But I do think that's why he's taken this sort of insane kind. And also just, he hated Hillary Clinton so much that I think that warped that because of, and I think he hated the, the, uh, I mean, I think Snowden kind of like played into this as well and sort of like, but he, 
went to he like he never I think took, was able to take a step back and was been like oh I've sort of like become the thing I used to hate um I hate to say it I hate to say it <laughs> jokerfication jokerfication it's classic jokerfication also maybe we should talk about um his husband was when they met what we're not talking about that who said that, who said you that? can google that you can google that if you'd like you, you but we're not we're not gonna we're not you gonna can google that and come up with your own theories on just how perfect that timeline just happened to we i think i think we have to move on to our cut final that, segment cut that, cut that. <laughs> um, um cut that uh we are going to play tear the community apart the rules are simple i have picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better Okay, great. So these are two songs from 2012 slash 2013 to uh, Titans of the EDM boom slash house boom of that early decade. I'm shocked I have not done either of these two songs on an episode before. I like went back through my like little document twice to figure it out, but somehow we've never done it. So Tyler, which song is better? Latch by Disclosure featuring Sam Smith or Clarity by Zed featuring Foxes. Clarity. Okay. Clarity. That was what that was so quick. Well, explain yourself. You are the number one Foxes stand. As I am, I, I'm part Spotify. of the Hen House. Uh, I'm a member of the Hen House. You're the I, president at this point. Like that album, no one's talking about it still. No let's does. once again, let's get on it, please. Foxes, join the Hen House. Yes. Um, I think one of Fox's problems is I don't think she's produced very well sometimes. Like, I don't think, like, sometimes the melodies and the beat, like, almost, get, like, and, and the, the hook is almost there, but it's not quite there. Clarity, though, it's perfect. Perfect. It uses, yeah. it uses her vo- vocals in the most, in, like, the most effective way. It, um, it, I think, just, it's a great, like, when the beat drops, it hits so well. Her voice is legitimately fantastic. Um, so I, yeah, it's easily, I still listen to Clarity. Clarity is, I think, on my lifting playlist. Yeah. No, I, I listen to it running constantly. I, I, so I think Latch is better just because I think it's like one of the best pop songs of the past 10 years. But like, this is a really close call just because if you had to pick two, like the two best songs from this kind of like producer boom, I think these would be the two. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know because like I didn't really like any of that like Avicii and like Swedish house mafia stuff from like that era like this is kind of this is like it well Calvin Harris like there's a lot of good Calvin Harris stuff from that time but Latch is sort of unforgivable though because it did like unleash Sam Smith on the world (laughs) they're very good on Latch did you listen to the clip of their new song with Kim Petras no what oh it's not good i mean it's like it's a like sam smith over he's doing like a trap beat and one of the lyrics is she be popping it and i'm like i didn't need to hear sam smith sing with this in like an operatic tone i'm like what are what's going on here where are you with kim petrus right now i have never seen your lips tighter in my life (laughs) i i i'm not a big sam smith fan um no I who who would not be? not in terms of like their personality just oh okay. that's a different story. If so, we like, were talking about their personality, that would be different. Different, yeah. No, the music like is just music. very boring. I don't like their music. Yeah, I don't like 
that vocal range that they sing in. I don't like a lot of their melodies. Wow, I'm really going in. I just, there's never been a Sam Smith song where I've gone, that one, put it on repeat. That one. Like, uh, how, how Do You Sleep is good. I will, I'll, I'll give them that. Oh, and Dancing with a Stranger is also good. Dancing with a Stranger is fine. Okay. 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 I was throwing both, <laughs> but like, it's, I, I like it. Lash is good. Lash is good. Lash is good. Um, Lash is great. Lash is great. Lash is a really good song. I just think Clarity's better. So back to my question, where are you with Kim Petras this year? Because this has also been in the news. Like she, her album got leaked. Slut Pop was like, we, we did an episode on this pod about how bad it is, but like a lot of people like it. I might not I, be in like the minority. Gay men, gay men are... Are, it's a mental illness, I think. Um, I back to the original thesis of this podcast. Not not lesbians, gay men. Gay men. Oh. Um. Uh. At first, when I heard Slut Pop, I was like, "Yes," and then I was like, "There's nothing here." It's literally RuPaul music. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not even RuPaul music. It's like Manila Luzon made an album. <laughs> like it's like. Okay, throat goat, like, yeah, Nancy Reagan. And you're just like, ah. it feels, it's so first thought. That I think is the thing about Slut Pop that really gets me. It's so first thought. Um, but not even like, uh, my issue is it's not just, it's not like that's blunt. It just does, like, you can be slutty and fun and like good and get, have good music. This doesn't have any of that. Um, yeah. It, it, it does nothing for me. It's like, it's explicitly designed to be like TikTok music, like yes. me, like it's like Mimi, and I don't like it's just so pandery, and there's not a lot of art to it. It, I don't know. I really have historically liked her music a lot, and I haven't listened to the new leaked album that like it, you can find it on YouTube now. But like I, I just really feel not bad for her because like the Doctor Luke karma kind of seems to be getting her this year yeah but i really she had so much promise and like she's made fantastic music i just don't know why she's going down this jokey road because i fucking hate coconuts too like that's like I not on like i don't like coconuts i think Ugh. my issue with slut pop is that like i really want kim to break out i really do slut pop is not the type of album that's gonna have a breakout no so i just like and sometimes i listen to like can't do better I'm like this is good yeah like, like this is a very well constructed song that like has like that like it hits at the end and it just doesn't it nothing she's done i mean i like the halloween album um but like it's specific and it's not yeah. meant to be like i, I want to see her break out and i'm frustrated by the choices that she's made that she's made and also that dr luke has made for her um yeah he's just like he's just fully back now which is a bummer like because he produced that new Nicki Minaj song too which I'm like enjoying sort of but I also think it's just like such a cynical like cash grab too like I don't know it's just not I, thank god for Beyonce because she's the only person who has like kept pop music upright her and Rosalie are the only two people who have kept like pop music upright this year um okay well now what? <laughs> where are we? <laughs> like where? What, what a day it has been, <laughs> to quote the great Aaron Sorkin. Um, 
sorry. I'm mm. sorry. I missed the look that I made. Um, I, uh, it was, I like Sports Night. So I like Sports Night. I liked, I like Sports Night. I also like some of the West Wing. Sure. And that's Bucks. Oh, and I love Social Network. Oh, I love the show. Yeah, I was thinking about rewatching that tonight, actually, because I was listening to the soundtrack the other day. Oh, so good. The mm-hmm. soundtrack is so good. Um, and, like, I know he's, like, Justin Timberlake is great. At, he's yeah, he's great. Gr- Justin Timberlake is often great in things. Like, he is a corny loser in so much of his life. But, like, when he hits, like, on that and, like, Future Sex Love Songs, the last time you came That's on this so podcast, good. you tried telling people... That sexy back was better than promiscuous, which to this day I think that's a permanent strike against you. But that um, also no strings, no strings attached is a good movie. That's not him. the benefits. Brent benefits. There we go. Thank there you. No strings attached was actually. I'm sorry if um, Ashton Kutcher or um, Mila or not Mila Kunis or um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman or Liz Merriweather is listening to this podcast. I did not like it. Um, that was a goofy movie. Also, the three, the three, like, no, I think. Well, maybe it's not three. The two friends in that are Mindy Kaling and Greta Gerwig. What a weird, like, crew of people. Friends with Benefits is a really fun movie. Yeah, it's I like. Fun. I like Friends with Benefits. Really? I love Mila Kunis. He's great, and he's great in it, and they have great chemistry together. I have to admit a dark truth, and. I don't necessarily need judgment from you, but if it's warranted, go. I have been binge watching fa- Family Guy recently. I love Family Guy. Yeah, me too. Okay, I love Family Guy. But Mila Kunis like does not get enough to do on that show, and I get that that's the point. But I'm like, I love Mila Kunis. Like, I, I, I think the rec- one of my favorite, like, when they, like even when Family Guy's bad, when every time they make fun of Meg, I laugh. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's, so, it's so toxic. But every time they make fun of Meg, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. That that show is like, it is so funny. And like, I've been seeing a lot of like gay men rewatching it right now too. Like, I I think like once you can kind of get old enough to be like, yeah, like a lot of this shit isn't funny or wasn't funny to begin with, and like these jokes are dated. Like the funny stuff is so funny, and like I think, I think, I think it think hits for gay guys because it's like. I mean, uh, for better or worse, it is extremely pop culture referential yeah. and like shaped a lot of our senses of humor. <laughs> and also, I think I think Seth, Seth MacFarlane like has a queer sensibility to it. Yes, one hundred percent. No one who is like living his life as like a Dean Martin impersonator in his like private life <laughs> allegedly is like that's like a very queer sensibility. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I don't think he's gay, but like no, he's not. Yeah. He's definitely straight, right? Yeah. But he like, was he, dating rumor, someone crazy recently, and I need to. And like rumor wise, I don't. I've never like I have like I don't think I've ever heard like a like someone be like, oh, you know, I've. Um, but he definitely has a. He definitely has like a very big queer sensibility, and it's sort of charming. I kind of hate that he's he's like attractive too. Um, whatever we don't know he's cute he's cute he's cute he used to date amelia clark from game of thrones that's crazy i did not know that yeah they didn't date for very long but like they were photographed at like events together i feel like he's fun um i also like didn't he i i one it's fun i would love to party with seth MacFarlane. two didn't he like 
didn't he like do a full make culpa on like quagmire like the quagmires like the trans um the transparent and like redo so i think so i actually just watched that episode yesterday because like no but like i didn't realize what i was watching kind of because it's a background show it's just like oh. stuff i have while i'm getting ready and like you know doing my dishes and stuff like i didn't realize what the episode was until i was like oh that's i remember watching this when i was 13 or whatever like i'm maybe probably not 13 like 15 but like i was like oh this is crazy that they did this like this was 2010 which still like wasn't okay did you watch the documentary disclosure by any chance yes i did um i i think one of the things about that movie that hit me the, the documentary if you haven't seen the documentary by the way it's a basically look at um trans people in media in the sort of media presentations throughout history um um and they do as they talk about late in the documentary they do this bit about um like how the bodies of trans people are presented on screen and they do this super cut of people basically vomiting when they realize that a person is trans yeah um and it's all together it 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 is such a gut punch because I like you think about like I knew about like I've seen the Family Guy episode I've seen um Ace Ventura um was it Pet Detective or was it one of the Ace Venturas yeah I think it was the first one ends with every single person vomiting uh when they realize this woman is trans um and they there's more and they do a full supercut of it and it's it's bleak it's really yeah. it probably is the thing that hit me the most from the film um I do think though that they did a sort of a make culpa about it on Family Guy. I think maybe that's I, right. I hope so. I mean, like to be fair, like I hope they're doing a lot of mea culpas for some right. of the shit that they do in those early seasons. It's like I get that it was a different time in humor, but like a lot of it is so mean spirited. So mean spirited. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a once a tough. Here's a, like tough legacies of comedy and like. It's it's not a conservative show, but like, it's not like it's definitely a lot more of like a liberal perspective. I would say just because yeah, like mean, you can did, tell that it's not like South Park where it's truly like got, yeah. political almost. And South Park, I think to their like, I think South Park to their credit did a whole my culpa for Al Gore. I don't know. If yeah, well, not that. yes, they did. Which I was, watched that, which was really fascinating because I I think you know um. I, I, one of the most poisonous things about South Park, which is funny. I, yeah, South Park is a great South show and very, South very South deeply influential. Yeah, South Park told a lot of kids that not caring is cool and thinking that thing and like thinking that both sides are the same is okay, and that liberals are annoying. Um, and they do this. They do this episode with Al Gore, um, where I believe. Um, South Park is being like there's some sort of like environmental disaster happening in South Park. Yeah, and basically like all of the like a bunch of the characters basically Al Gore is there and apologize for making fun of him so much in the 2000 election and pretending like like basically treating him like a joke and that he wasn't serious um, and that him caring was stupid about the environment. Um, yeah, they don't go all the way to it, but it is it was an interest they've taken. Ever since Trump got elected, they've taken an interesting turn of realizing that maybe teaching people that 
none of this matters and and like both sides are the same both these people suck and liberals are so annoying maybe isn't a good idea they've that's also a show like they've done mea culpas before but they were way early on the like we're sorry for making fun of trans people bandwagon too like i i mean i think it was like 2005 or something when they did the episode um and this is the title i'm just quoting it mr garrison's fancy new vagina um which they then like retconned a few seasons later but they did a genuinely very sweet episode called the sissy in 2014 about like gender fluidity and trans identity that like it's not perfect but it is a genuinely very sweet funny episode of tv that i would recommend people watch it's 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 really it is a nice apology and also sort of a love letter in a way that i find like i i was really shocked that like those two of all people were able to pull something like this out i think as they've gotten older they've they've they'll never say it but i think they've they're starting to get a little like maybe 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 we didn't always have the best influence on people that we met no and like you kind of also see like a lot of these like right-wing nut jobs and a lot of like not i I, i'm not saying like this is an influence or whatever but like a lot of these like right-wing violent actors like using that term in the broadest sense like have cited south park ideology as like kind of a gateway into this sort of like weaponized nihilism and that's what it is it's weaponized nihilism yeah um and i don't like i would be uncomfortable with that i can see like how matzo and trey parker are uncomfortable with that like um yeah and that's probably been the that's probably been something i think it's been probably weighed on them a little bit without yeah. they can ever i don't know I that don't show know. was always best when it wasn't getting super political though like it's the, like the funny silly episodes like the casa bonitas and like the scott tenorman must dies like that's like south park at its best like when they were doing like the family the al gore shit was not ever that funny park, really the south park episode ripping inception apart is so funny yeah um it's <laughs> It's just, it's so, because it basically like just rips Christopher Nolan apart and the way he tells stories apart. It's so good. Obviously the Scientology episode is, I think, I think an important episode of TV. Yeah. Um, like, so, think, so good. Their so Britney good. Spears episode is so dark, but also fantastic too. And like the, like one of the few pieces of media from that time that sort of like predates this like wave of like reevaluation that we've had about like me- female celebrities of that era, like really good stuff, yeah. dark and horrible, but like really good. Oh, I um, okay, we I think we have to wrap up. But Tyler, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter.com at um, at uh, my name uh, Tyler Danucci T Y L E R. D-I-N-U-C-C-I. Um, you can subscribe to my Substack there. There's a link. Um, I've been, I need to, I'm writing an article that I, I've been putting out for a bit on Dr. Oz. So just get ready for that. Uh, and um, uh, you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at, at uh, D-A-A-A-N-U-C-H, Danuch, 
was my nickname when I was a swimmer. So there you go. Perfection. I can def as a long time, uh, many people are saying subscriber. I strongly urge people to do it. It's a very good, very well-written uh, newsletter. You can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z on Instagram at Drew Haskins the Z's and follow at Crisis Swim Pod on Twitter and Instagram for updates directly from the podcast. What a treat. Thank you for being here, Tyler. Um, and until next week, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>